What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. How are you feeling today? <clears throat> feeling great. Feeling good? Yeah. Um, have you... Uh... Nice. <clears throat> do you play that often? Is that... <laughs> no. I don't. Um, it's in case you, you could do that on the street. Well, there's a... Can you hear that in the thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because they did that in um, the movie, uh, Animal House. The guy, like, rides his motorcycle into the house and just goes, they're like, he's like, hey, I'm Steve. And the guy just goes, like, makes this crazy little John song. John Belushi? No, no, it was a different guy. But um, Shooter McGavin, I think, or maybe it was an actor that looked like him. So what do you know about, I mean, Animal House was a movie that was what, came out in 1978, I think is when it came out. 1978, starring John Belushi and a bunch of others. It was yeah. National Lampoon's. Yeah, first, there was their first, I think it was the first Lampoon movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was filmed in my hometown. Was with many of people. You just went and saw this last night. Yeah, yeah, they did a special screening at the, here at the Sebastiani Theater in Sonoma. Did they do any mashed potatoes? Did they serve mashed potatoes? They did not, thank God. Um, <laughs> some people showed up in togas, of course, and everyone chanted toga, toga mm-hmm. at them. And they had the, the big uh, the big black car at the end, the death mobile. Mm-hmm. They had that parked out front for people to take pictures with. I, I took a, I sent you a selfie. Yes. Right? Yeah. Was it fun? Was it obnoxious? It was a lot of fun. Was no, it, it was okay. great. It was great. I actually, I don't think that I've actually sat through the whole movie because it was, you know, it was before my time and it was, you know, I don't know. But yeah, it was really, it was really entertaining. It was, it was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. It was good. John Belushi is a classic. And well, the little point of history is, of course, it was filmed in Eugene, Oregon, my hometown. And you know, I've talked about my father worked at the university around that time. And in '86, they were breaking it down, and he was walking to his car, and he just asked me if he could take a bunch of the bricks. So he brought a whole bunch of the bricks home, filled up his little car, his little car Magia, and. Um, we all got a brick. I think, all, yeah, all my siblings, we all have a brick from the animal house. So, like, many, many people have come through my homes in the past. I'm like, what is that weird, stupid red brick sitting over there? And I tell them the story. It's, it's from the original animal house. <clears throat> I did not bring the brick to the movies with me. But. You might have had to get a ticket. Or get it signed. Get it signed. Well, was there, there was there's nobody, no, there. There's nobody no. there. No. It was just, they were just showing the movie. Mm-hmm. They weren't, like... Yeah, I guess there's one of the uh, new board members for the Spastiony Theater owns the car like or yeah or knows the guy or a donating person something i don't know somebody who's donating to the spastiani theater they found out owns the car and they're like oh let's do this special screening we can bring in the car got it we could way to like you know donate revenue you know okay save the theater well that's cool that's a nice little slice of history if anybody hasn't seen animal house yeah i recommend it watch it netflix it whatever it's good Mm -hmm. watch the whole thing too because John Belushi's great. I know I never have. But I <laughs> until did. last until night. Until last night. It was good. It was really good. I was, I was pleased. What did you have for dinner last night? What did, did I have you? for dinner last night? Did you, what did I do? Did you dinner in a movie? You just went by yourself, right? Yeah, where did I go? Hang on. I mean, I know I ate something. <laughs> you don't recall dinner? Let me come back to that. Yeah, no, I, oh, I, well, I went over to Mary's, had a couple slices before the movie. Oh, okay. And um, How are the slices at Mary's these days? 
They're great. Uh, the first one had been sitting there for a while. I asked them not to get it too hot. You know, they just give it to you searing hot, and then by the time it's ready to eat, then it's it's like an avocado. It's like it comes out of that stupid reheating oven, and it's too it's scorching hot, so you can't eat it. And then the cheese congeals, and it's now inedible again. Mm-hmm. So you have that very small window to wolf this giant slice of pizza down where it's before it's gross again, right? Or it's between when it's gonna burn your mouth off inedible and then right. it's gross so while i was sitting there eating this pizza pizza in its prime i heard him behind me because i was sitting up at the little outside you know the, the counter that faces outside and i heard the kid behind me go like oh yeah this one just i've heard him pull it out of the oven it's like this one's just fresh because i got the last slice of the last one so okay yeah so, so the second one was like fresh out of the oven and perfect temperature. so it's important to get the right slice yeah you get well timing is everything <laughs> with just about everything isn't it relationships and parking tickets and everything else mm-hmm. sometimes you come out jump in your car and pull away just as the meter maid shows up that's yes good timing um what about watermelons we picked watermelons, out a watermelon yeah. today we did we did yeah well yeah you have a larger window for that for that but you can hold i'm i put i like to put them in the fridge because i like it cold like i like to have the watermelon yeah. cold and it's just kind of fresh and crisp and i feel like it you I don't ever have a frozen one no but I have a scoop. I haven't, I haven't used it yet. <laughs> <laughs> to make that melon weaponized, balls? Weaponized scoop. Weaponized ice, ice cream scoop? Yeah. Um, I just like it cold, so I like put it in the fridge for yeah. a couple hours. And... Especially when it's hot out. Cube mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Or do you just do the bowl thing? No, I don't do the bowl. I cube it. I cut the tops off, or the bottom and the top, mm-hmm. and then I cut it in half, and then I peel the whole thing, and I cube it so that it's... I like to have it all ready. The same thing with like grapes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this is fascinating, but I don't eat them out of the bag on the stems. Well, I you gotta pick, rinse them. Well, I rinse them, but I pick every single one off and I put them in a bowl. Weird. So that's that, weird. So yeah, that, you do it with a fork, or you just do this with your hands? <laughs> just with my hands. Why? You've so that, the trouble of putting it in a bowl. Well, next that, stop, civilization. <laughs> put a fucking fork in there, man. <laughs> you know what? You make treat yourself. You make a good point. Maybe I will put eat my grapes in the air, with a fork. Put your pinky up. You mm-hmm. know. Maybe get like a nice oyster fork or one there of those long, yeah, 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 cocktail shrimp forks. Or like a, yeah, fondue fork. A really, fondue fork yeah, for the like grapes. A really long one, just put your smoking jacket on. I just, <laughs> I just nice don't. nice porno in the background. Mm-hmm. Just, I just yeah. don't like to have the stems at the end. Like I'll. That here, yeah, well, you then you're not, okay, so that's the thing. It's like when you're picking it off, you, you gotta, you grab it by the stem and you kind of pinch the stem and pull the grape off so you leave the stem behind. Yeah, but this way I don't even have to mess with I don't have any trash. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like, I'll bring the bowls. Oftentimes when I'm eating my grapes, I, got you. I will no... eat them in bed. Yeah? I will eat them, you know, with Netflix I on or something. I more information than the viewers need. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And so I just don't want any detritus. I hear you. If I'm, and if I'm in bed and then it's bedtime and it's like, I don't mind leaving an empty bowl, but I feel weird about leaving. But what if, like, you get to the point and you're like, oh, I'm kind of graped out, but there's still, like, four or five grapes in there. Do you push through and finish them? Do you I don't force know if yourself? I've ever been to that point. Yeah. I think I usually finish. Okay, how about that? You finish the grapes, you still want more grapes. Do you go back for more? Then I would pluck some more, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. That's just the habit that I've gotten into. As do you stop plate. at the end of the bowl? Yes, I usually do. I don't. I've never gone back it. for seconds. That's okay. it. So whatever's in the bowl is what I is what I'm done with. And <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm kind of curious about You're that. You're a little control freak. I am a little control freak. Well, you know, I mean, it's a, I'm not saying it's not a sizable big bowl, mm-hmm. but um, I do probably three to four cups of do you grapes. Share? Like if you're like watching a movie with your girl, you, of course, or does yeah. she get her own bowl? I, so I'm here's usually, your bowl of grapes. <clears throat> here's my bowl of grapes, and near the tweet, 
I usually am the only one eating grapes, so if she wants a few, I'm more than happy to share because she's not interested in having a whole bowl of a grapes. Whole bowl of grapes. <laughs> she's not psychotic. <laughs> yes, okay, I, I want a whole bowl of grapes. I will eat That's those good. little mini watermelons. I'll probably eat a whole one of those. Yeah. You know, like we might slice it up later on today. Yeah. Wow. Because like, yeah, just like the end, like you get a full-size watermelon and just like the bowl part, I'll, I'll you take like that, that down. Or some, well, sometimes I also like to do the steak thing where you cut the, the wheel, mm-hmm. put that on a plate, and go around with a spoon and make like little circular things. That's kind of fun to eat. What about grilled fruit? I've heard of people grilling watermelon. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've tried it. It doesn't really blow my hair back. It's people no. The it carbon doesn't. scoring on the watermelon doesn't add. I mean, it's different, but we, you know, when you want watermelon, you just want watermelon. Yeah, you I don't. don't you don't have I've, to put a dress on it. Just I've had it. <laughs> I've had it at some barbecues where people are trying to do different things. And yeah. I can appreciate wanting to do something different, but no, I Let's just want watermelon. Pig. That... Pretty much. I, I just want watermelon. Yeah. And this one I got is yellow. Have you had yellow before? I don't think I've ever had a yellow watermelon. I feel like it's different. The flesh is going to be yellow? The flesh is going to be yellow. Weird. It's a little bit, um, it's a little bit lighter yeah. in flavor. Mealy, it's not it as sweet. Mealy, like... I had one that was mealy, but that, I think so I've, I've had bad watermelons, yeah, you yeah. know, like the little... We've fruit. all had bad watermelons, man. <laughs> the fruit stand, I got, a, I got a bad watermelon from them one day, yeah. and I was really disappointed. Did I went back, back and I did, and they were cool. They were yeah? like... <clears throat> wow. And the guy, yeah, they were very cool. He's like, let me help you pick one out. And then he's like, yeah, I don't like any of these. Did you thump on it? I didn't thump on it. So you, gotta, you were saying, yeah, they you got to find a hollow gotta one. It's got to sound hollow. I, my understanding was that it... The sweeter they are, the rounder they are, the sweeter they are. And you look for like the sort of white discoloration on one side, and that means it's ripe. But I mean anything? No? no. You, you I'm know? Gonna go, I'm going to go with no. I mean, no, it's just the thumping because, you know, you, it's a watermelon. So ostensibly it's filled with water, right? So if any mm-hmm. of that kind of goes away, it becomes mealy. There's, it's going to sound less solid because the, the hollowness comes from, it's like either all air or all water. It's just like it's a solid substance is going to give you that echo, that solid sound so when there's like discrepancies or or you know uh, what am i trying to say you know like when there's different densities in the flesh throughout the watermelon it's going to not sound echoey and hollow well listeners if you have any uh suggestions on how to pick out a watermelon i would love to hear it um i you know, i hope you this is a good one i word for it i yeah i'm just i want to involve people in the conversation okay. yeah you know, you're, um, you've been involved. People. Speaking speaking of people that have been involved in the conversation, mm. I have some listener mail. Listener mail. Listener mail. Listener um, mail. Where is listener? Bit. Oh, we don't get Listen. enough mail to have a bit. Not yet, <clears throat> but please, uh, gluten is not your problem at gmail dot com. Are those tortillas ready? I already ate them. You... <laughs> Those were not even Is the that rice what you were tortillas. Doing? Yeah, you I just I was just things? hungry. Oh. No, they didn't. Well, what the hell, man! I didn't get so dragged me through the grocery store for like so I could watch you. I didn't even watch you. You just did it behind me. I thought yeah, you were getting a I was just the, hungry for the show. That's why I kept saying like, "Hey, do you want to get some food?" Like three weeks ago, you made me eat. That. Oh, you didn't want those. Those were just like low carb whole wheat tortillas. Oh, I didn't was... want to eat it. No, oh. no desire. But you were going to eat it and discuss it. I thought because well, I can tell you, but so. This is part of the listener mail. Are you frustrated already? No, I'm not. I'm just listening to you. Just go. Just you're, you're frustrated. I'm not frustrated. This is from a gentleman who goes by the name of Jonathan. He says, Hi, John. Jonathan here. I was just wondering if either of you, either you or Walter, have ever been stabbed. And if so, was alcohol involved? And was there revenge? Now, I can go ahead and answer that. We could go into detail about I that. we talked but about the 
my 30th birthday. And yes, we did. Mm-hmm. If you go to the uh, episode entitled Scar Tissue, I believe yeah. <clears throat> we've gone through all of Walter's, all of that. All of that. So that's um, devoted listener, Jonathan. P.S. What are your thoughts on rice flour tortillas asking for a friend? Well, Jonathan, uh, you can tell your friend that Jonathan <laughs> took me to the Whole Foods and we bought some flour tortillas, which he did not cook and he has not consumed. And so there's really no reason that we did all of that. I don't know. So I didn't buy the. These are tortillas I had in the house already. Oh, okay. These were That's low carb whole wheat. That. That's exactly. So it wasn't the rice flour. They low didn't carb have rice whole wheat. They didn't have rice flour tortillas. They had cashew. Oh, that's right. They didn't. They didn't. They had they almond. They had chickpea. Chickpea. They had cauliflower. Yes. Um, there was another one. What do they make tapioca out of? Tapioca? I don't know. Oat? No. Make it out of... Um, I don't know. What did they make tapioca Some kind of root. Damn it. Not taro root. Cassava. Oh, yeah, the cassava. It's tapioca, yes. not... Sorry. Yeah. Yes, cassava. Um, you know, I mean, I would I would love to uh, I would love to buy them all, but they were like $8 a piece, and I yeah. don't know what I'd do with well, all those tortillas. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, we could who needs s- that many tortillas? We anyway. could set up a Patreon, and if we reach our goal, maybe we could get Walter we'll to eat a, all these tortillas. All one of each? Mm-hmm. I won't eat any of them. <laughs> Come on, what if, they, what if we get this... We'll... If they donate a whole bunch of money to some charity or something, then you can make they... me eat a banana. I mean... You're probably gonna to want to film it too. Apparently, it's hilarious watching me choke down a fucking banana. But I don't want to. I don't want to cause you any pain. That's not um, true. But I will. That's not true at all. But we will look. I will look into finding some rice tortillas so that we can talk about them okay. in the future. And I kind of want to bring some more foodstuffs to. Uh, yeah, to we try. also couldn't find. If Tosh is listening, mm-hmm. we couldn't find any of this um, vegan shrimp bouillon, which apparently was supposed to be out there somewhere. And so it's a vegan flavored powder i'm assuming yeah or, powder, or a shrimp flavored powder shrimp flavored for cooking yeah it was like a like a gummy like a bouillon paste or and you were going to use this for the cocktail well yeah i was going to do the that um the tequila infused with shrimp because i did one and i ended up just using regular shrimp bouillon had to put it in a you know because it's not hot you know i don't want to cook out the alcohol so i put the whole thing in the, in the uh, blender so it, so it would dissolve in the tequila you put tequila and bouillon in the blender yeah it's really tasty it's actually pretty good and so i'm gonna cook it tonight so i'm gonna i don't have any prawns in my house but i was gonna make this thing that's just the drunken shrimp which is you saute the shrimp with a little bit of garlic and um cracked red peppers Mm -hmm. and butter of course and then uh the second those shrimp is turned you hit them with the tequila it makes this big blue fireball and you cook that down let it kind of you know simmer down cook off the alcohol a little bit and you hit it with lime juice and butter and cilantro and roll it around some linguine. It's really, it's really damn good. Speaking of, it sounds delicious. So I'm turning that into a cocktail. Also, that's, that's drunken cool. shrimp. Yeah, turning drunken shrimp into a drink. Into a like a margarita. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to use Cointreau, but I mean, it'll be some kind of tequila-based something. Will you use orange of any kind or no? I'm not sure. Okay. I've I've only just made the infusion, right. and I'm working on the cookbook that we were talking about. I um, <clears throat> I found this uh, this gin that's made from Brussels sprouts. What? I don't I don't I don't know anything. It's a Scottish gin, and it's made with Brussels sprouts. How does terrible. it? It probably does. I mean, Brussels sprouts, which I think are delicious. Um, they're often served with what butter and bacon. So mm-hmm. that's 
They're pretty garlic. much a yeah. garlic, a vessel for those flavors. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it would be to drink, but it's called Pickering's Gin. Pickering. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know, you can only have um, 239 beans in a classic Irish stew. If no. you add even one more bean, it'll be too farty. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of stews as well, I have another... Um, I just, yeah, mm. Brussels sprouts making you farty. I'm just yes, saying too farty. Too farty gin. That's oh, good. <laughs> Brussels sprouts make me too farty. Is that is that more of an Irish uh, brogue than a Scottish? I don't, I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't know my, my brogues. I didn't go to brogue <laughs> school. <clears throat> I went to par- parochial school. So there's this pot. <laughs> parochial? Parochial? Sorry, There's on. this pot of beef stew in Thailand that has been cooking for 45 years. Okay. And so they just, <clears throat> the guy's got no recipe. His father has been cooking this stew, and now he cooks this stew. Mm-hmm. And they just throw whatever the leftovers yeah. are, and it's just... Well, we used to talk about this in culinary school. Is there's There are pots in France that were, um, that Escoffier was cooking in that haven't still haven't been cleaned. They just keep adding stuff to it. I mean, that's hundreds of years old. Like, these things... Like you're seasoning your pan, like those, yeah. And as long as you just keep it hot, keep it at temperature. I mean, I mean, the only thing there's bacteria that grow, you know, near the lava tubes underneath the ocean at thousands of degrees, mm-hmm. but they can't live outside of that environment. So they just live at that extreme temperature. Now, if you were to go down there and get that bacteria, and then somehow mix it with something dangerous, and then somehow get it up there and put it into these stock pots, and then it would probably be dangerous. But yeah, no, they just keep it at temperature and nothing out here will kill us. So it's great. Would you eat the 45-year-old Hell stew? Hell yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> They've been making right. it for 45 years. You know what? The, the worst thing is something like that. It's like people would probably taste and be like, hmm, you know what it needs. It's like, a little uh, paprika. I hate those people. Well, yeah, he said, he said there's no recipe to it. They just add whatever and yeah. then he just tastes it and goes, maybe throw it. And it's Another one dude who's there. been cooking it. Like mm-hmm. nobody else... I, my understanding is that he's the one. He's like the master of the stew. Yeah. What happens if he takes a vacation and nobody puts water in there? I don't know. I mean, what, do you pass the stew on to your son? Yeah, I'm going to be gone for a week. Don't mess this up. <laughs> it's been going on for generations. Mm-hmm. Comes it's back, true. There's a party going on. <clears throat> the son fell asleep. There's no water left in the stew. It's all just burned at the bottom. <laughs> be very disappointed. killed our legacy. Um... The other thing I was curious about is I see you have a uh, a white claw seltzer on the table. You I brought do, with I you, do. and you have a, uh, a, luck, a and you have a lacraw. A lacraw, yes, <laughs> white claw lacraw. Um, did you hear? There's an actual shortage of white claw. They can't make enough of it. They're I, trying. I believe that, <laughs> but they're they're running out. Yeah. Well, they're not. They're not going to run out. It's soda water. Like it's it's not a not a finite resource like we can put you know they have those those things you can buy for your house where you put soda, soda in there yeah so you could make as long own. as there's vodka sodas in the world we're gonna have white claw it's okay and that's basically all are you it trying is. to incite a panic is that no i'm just telling you what i get read. out there now everyone get out there and buy <laughs> fill your fridges with white claw before they I run need, out i need my stock to go up no well, i know that, um, that happened to, um after there were some hurricanes or tornadoes over uh in the east coast somewhere in the uh what's it called Maker's Mark. I don't think they got destroyed. Like something didn't get destroyed, but they ran out of something, and they weren't going to be able to make their quota. And so what they were talking about doing is dropping the proof down. 
So you could use because they cook it at cast you could strength, use less. Okay. And so they just mix more water in with it. So it'd be they drop it down to sixty percent, sixty proof instead of eighty proof, and that would like more than double their, you know, output. They're, yeah, <clears throat> it was this huge scare. Like everyone's freaking out. Like, oh, Maker's Mark is going to lose. They're losing twenty proof. Like it's not going to taste the same. It's not going to be the same. And it never happened. But basically, it was hype. I think they created. So you don't think that the white claw shortage is an actual thing? I think it's a brilliant marketing scheme for them to release that information. <laughs> you know what? Why sell one hundred when we could sell two hundred? You know, and get just, everybody to stock up. Yeah, we're yeah. Don't freak out. But I've been to the grocery store when they've been out. And it's really annoying. It's going to a barbecue. I'm like, let's stop at the grocery store and get some white claws. I'm like, there aren't any. And she's like, yeah, just get some Trulies. I was like, fuck you. It's not. You don't do the Truly. Have you had the Truly? Yeah, no, I don't like them. What about the the Four Loco has a seltzer? I would never put Four Loco in this this temple. This my body. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> have you? I don't. I've never had a Four Loco. The only experience I have I've had with Four Loco is driving with you and Schwabi and what was that bartender guy's name? Eric. Not not from Seattle, but Eric. He was a bartender at the Horsehead. No, his name up... isn't Eric. I know who you're talking about, but his name is not Eric. And it wasn't Four Loco. Well, we had Sparks. Sparks. That's what and it that was. That was the original Four Loco. <laughs> we were driving up to go <laughs> to off-site betting in downtown Portland. Yeah, in my Dodge Dart. In the yes, dark, yeah. yes, I remember. Um, his name was, I don't know, but it wasn't Eric. Um, Steve would Nate? know. Maybe. Josh? That doesn't sound, that doesn't sound right either. Yeah. Um, tall, skinny guy, right? Yeah. With dark hair. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who don't know, Sparks was the original, um, Super I guess. sweet energy alcoholic drink. Yeah. So was... it was like 6% alcohol and it tasted like, um, Tastes like the sweet tarts candy. Mm-hmm. It was super sweet and had this chalky sort of citrusy thing. Like it was, it was gnarly. And so I got really excited about this the summer, mm-hmm. that summer, whatever it was. I think ninety eight or ninety nine. And so like I would always want to bring those. So like started dying in house parties in Seattle. They made it illegal to put alcohol into energy drinks. Yes, so like is a whole... that a thing in Washington yeah. now, or they can't I, sell them? Something like that. I don't know what it was, but. So <clears throat> it got to be really bad. I think what happens is you make this stuff really cheap and you make it really strong and you make it easy to drink and then high school kids drink it and they get their hands on it and then they mix it with hard alcohol and then they mix it with marijuana and then all of a sudden people are jumping out of windows <laughs> and yeah shooting each other and it was like, it was like a pandemic across Seattle like it was like a huge thing. Yeah. I still I have a vague recollection of like one of the hangovers from that stuff and just the way that I like yeah, tasted it in my throat. That one hangover that lasted three years. <laughs> Pretty much. You kept trying to drink it away, but it wouldn't end. <sighs> oh. But sparks, yes. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess I don't know. White Claw, truly, Four Loco. What well, else? It's not an energy oh. drink. It's just it's just soda. So then, let me ask you this. Um, I also heard of another. Um, this just in. This just in. <laughs> Johnny's got his little notes out. There was a. Um, it's cold brew coffee that has alco- alcohol in it. So it's. That's so a, it's it's that's a fine line, isn't it? Hard cold brew coffee. So PBR has their own version of this and a couple others, but so it's like five percent, which I don't know what this is. Five. Five. So, but it's it's coffee, which is the same as Jameson or an no, uh, energy drink. Irish coffee? Irish coffee. Cold Irish coffee. And now, isn't this the same as 
do you remember, or maybe your dad, because I know my dad used to drink these, and they were cans about half the size of the White Claw can, and they were called Club Cocktails, and they had Manhattan, they had uh, Fuzzy Navel, no. they had... Um, I, the only experience I've had was at the grocery store down the street from G Street when we lived in Napa. They mm-hmm. had those. That's where I found that bottle Club. of um, um, Marsala. You thought that I would ever forget about this thing that you did i drank all of his marsala i finally found a bottle of dry marsala to make this, the most amazing chicken marsala and i set it aside i was like just don't drink this there was still vodka in the house was there? that goddamn thing yes son of a bitch anyway so yeah no uh that that weird store like on the right when you come in mm-hmm. they had these things you're talking about these little cans so this is what they've always our had parents them? used to drink yes my father would have them and they were probably but they were low alcohol but they tasted like a cocktail like a manhattan that had been sitting in a can forever so you can imagine mm. a low alcohol manhattan with the aluminum flavor of of the, the, the All can. the horror of drinking a Manhattan with none of the flavors. Yes. Nice. <laughs> so I just feel like these are all this new. They're not new. They're just repackaging. recycled, repackaged. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, alcohol is nasty. It's disgusting. It's like coffee and, you know, scotch especially. But there's so many things that are, what's the, they, they call it um, an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. We talked about That this, means it's yeah. gross. That, that's yeah that's grown-up speak for it's gross until you get used to it so yeah alcohol tastes nasty until you get yourself used to it so that's why i like things that i can't taste the alcohol because i don't like the taste of it cosmos no. especially cosmos light fruity yeah i'm Perfect surprised balance. white claw doesn't have like a cosmo flavor or they don't do cosmo yeah, yeah. coolers they have a they have a cranberry one don't they that's pretty close. And the lime one here, just mix the two. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was I going to ask you about today? I had. Um, I know I have to go soon. You, I know that you. <laughs> I know that you have to go soon. But it's also it's um, it's fall, right? We're well, it's the cultural fall. Pumpkin We're not, spice claw. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just. I saw that thing you posted. Is that real? I, you just you tell me. No, somebody. It. I think somebody photoshopped. Because there's not. A, there's like a Starbucks logo on it. I love how you looked at it closely to make sure, like whether it took or not me you half gonna... a second. It's like a little green stamp in the middle. I was like, oh, it's, yeah, it's a Starbucks. What in do the middle you think, of that wave? There. What do you think about the pumpkin spice craze? It's not even really pumpkin. It's more cinnamon and nutmeg, right? Right. And those are the flavor. Nobody likes the flavor of pumpkin. I mean, you're masking all the pumpkin so that you can eat it. Brown sugar, nutmeg, allspice, and cinnamon. Yeah, nobody actually enjoys. That's why you put it on squash. You put it on anything. You put the they're like spring fall spices or whatever. Summer the squash winter. is pretty plain. Yeah, it doesn't taste like anything. Like butternut squash. That's all yeah. the butter and sugar yeah. and salt and. Yeah, pumpkin's just a big squash. I mean, it's just a big gourd. It's like the same mm-hmm. family of fruits. Big hollow, meaty, nasty things that you have to doctor up. But do you like pumpkin spice anything? Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? I like pumpkin pie. Who doesn't? And that's Costco. that's all it is. It's just yeah. like a pumpkin. Why don't they just call it pumpkin pie latte? Like spice sounds better. I don't know. Pumpkin spice is it? A, there's no pumpkin in it, is there? No. No. It's pumpkin pie spice. Have it's you had pumpkin beer? I did it. Was it? Uh, did um, Pyramid put one out a few years ago? I don't know. But there's a they I do like a lot apricot. of them in, Pyramid in October. Pyramid was good. Um. But, I'm not against it. I know it has a bad rap just because, um, was what it, what's the term they have? Basic bitches or whatever? Like, Basic bitches drink pumpkin spice yeah, lattes? Yeah, they put on their Uggs and they go down to yes. Starbucks and their scarves. That is, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the whole, the trope. 
But um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, if it, if it tastes good, eat it, drink it. Pineapple on pizza, whatever, do it. Whatever you mm-hmm. like. And if somebody wants to look down their nose at you for something that you enjoy, I mean, did we talk about sh- the kid Sean in my third grade class who would just torment me by eating his own boogers? I mean, that was, <laughs> that was really upsetting. No, that we was, didn't. That upset me. I hated that fucking... Well, actually, he and I became... Really good friend. Tell, so t- tell me, start. Let's start from the beginning. You're in third grade. Third you're... grade. He's sitting across from me. We're in the blue desk. All the desk formations had different colors. What was your teacher's name? Mrs. Lackey. Okay. Um, she hated me. Just, why did she, she? Why did she hate you? What kind of student were you in third grade? I was. Uh, I was a smarmy little shit. I was not. I was not a good kid. I you was... a, were you a good student? I mean, did you do I, well okay, in your so, studies? So here's the thing. I have, you know, the dyslexia, of course, who everyone has that. But I also, I was told that like my motor skills sort of suffered with the chemo thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if that's any of that's true, but like my mom would attest to that. Like it was hard for me to like write the mechanics of writing. So like the ideas are there. I just couldn't make my hand do it. So homework was a, a problem. Like getting tests done in time was a problem if there was like a lot of writing because my my butt my tiny little bones and muscles could make shit happen. But the knowledge was in there, and I was tested fairly highly, and you know with all those tests they give kids. But yeah, she would fuck things up, and like I mean I loved Miss Lackey later, you know once I you know was not in her class anymore. But she would keep me after school to like do things, and my uh, cleaning lady slash my nanny Miss June Moon would come to school to find me because you know she's responsible for me. I remember June she, Moon. June Moon. She was amazing. How about them apples? And she had this great <laughs> this laugh that she did. So but anyway, she came and like you... grabbed me, and she's like, "She's like, no, Walter has to stay after school." And she's like, "No, he's yours until three. Now he's mine. Leave him the hell alone." And she would drag me out of there. I'm like, "Thanks, June." And like and then we walk back, and she'd bake cookies. And June had your back. June had my back. Um, but Mrs. Lackey, like, she would okay. She was teaching us about the equator one time, right? And she was, she's, okay, Miss Lackey was this tall, uh, very attractive black woman with, like, these thick, these braids in her hair, like, really mm-hmm. fine braids with, like, these big beads. Mm-hmm. And she was always talking about being from Indonesia. She was, you know, it was her descent, you know, she's from Indonesia. And she's talking about the equator. And she's saying how, like, only these countries, only these continents, the equator is the only one, there's South America and South Africa, and that's it. I was like, no, no, there's that one on the other side. She's like, no, no, these are it. I was like, no, there's this island over here. It's the one that's shaped kind of like a dinosaur. And I pulled the globe. I'd get up and I turned the globe around. And I was like, Indonesia. And it turned out to be Indonesia. The equator goes right through it. And she did not like being corrected in this way in front of the class and being the country that she's always talking about being from. And how does she not know the equator went through it? Like, <clears throat> doesn't that bother anyone? Like, I don't know. So and she. And what, what was. So that's why she. We've had a strained relationship. Yes, you and Miss Lackey. Um, so Sean would sit across from me, and he would sit there and pick his nose. He'd look at me and be like, hey, Walter, he'd like tap his desk. I'm like, what? And he'd be like, he'd pull out a big, fat, gnarly one, and then put it in his mouth. Oh, God. I'm going to throw I'm going to... You all right? so green. You remember? And I'd, wave, I'd raise my hand. She'd come over, and I'm like, Sean's eating his boogers. And she'd be like, he'd just like look at her and smile like, I mean, it's gone. There's, there's no evidence. You know, this happened. You can't. She didn't like me anyway. So she was probably fine with you being tormented, tormented by yeah. Sean the Booger Eater? Probably, probably. He was really good at joust. He lived over on the, not Cobra, but like on the other side of Lincoln, where the Lincoln School like is. Like actual jousting or the video game joust? The video game joust. Okay. Like it was at this little shop near his house and we would go and play joust. You guys became friends? Yes. And and how he does one eating, go... He, he stopped eating his boogers. Later. <laughs> 
and you were able to look past that and be the bigger person. Forgive well, you him know, his like transgressions. When you're that young, it's like your your you know your your memories. You know, you're like a bug. It's like I don't know what three days ago you couldn't tell me what I had lunch. You know, wise. Sean was eating boogers for lunch. Right, booger sandwiches. A <laughs> little shit. I don't even know where he is these days. But who knows where anybody is? Yeah. I mean, the government, right? The government. They, they know where all of us are. Uh, I, if maybe. my big brother is watching, mm-hmm. find that Sean kid. You know, send him, drop him an email. Yeah. Do you remember his last name? Bud. <laughs> Sean Bud. Sean Bud. If you're listening out <laughs> it's there, we're listening. He's in Denmark. And yeah. if you if you know if you know a Sean Bud who went to went to third grade with with Walter Schmidt in Miss <laughs> Lackey's class. Please pass this along to him. We would love to hear from him, see how he's doing. We hope he's doing well and, um, you know, not eating his boogers anymore. I hope not. What do you think, why do you think kids do that? What is that about? I don't know. I don't know. Salty? I've never done it, so you can only imagine. I mean, I know my tears are salty. It's the same mucous membrane behind your face, right? I just wonder what the psychology is. Yeah. Like what? what makes you put something like that in your mouth? I don't know. You know, I think it has something to do with, you know, people... I don't want to think about it. No, it's starting to make me throw, throw up again. Stop. Well, I, okay, Just well. Thank you very stop. much for your time, Walter. Do I have to go yet? We, we, we got I think Walter's going to be sick. So, um, until next time. Thank you. It's John. It's so, we're John. joined once again with our uh, resident... Uh, Service industry expert, veteran, <laughs> the Green Camel, uh, with some survival tips on working in this business, which can be very stressful, very hard. Um, one of the things that I've found is that uh, for a lot of people, myself included at times, is that the restaurant becomes sort of your social scene as well. Yes. Uh, that's where you meet people, friends. And, you know, through any combination of hanging out in and around or outside or after the restaurant biz, it's, that's just where you meet people because mm-hmm. you spend a lot of your time there. Yes. Um, and I wanted to ask you about, basically, is it, do you think it's all right to date people that you, that you work with? I generally would recommend not dating the people that you work with. Uh, I know that it's... It's kind of a catch-22 because often that's the only place where you meet people, like you get to know them. And so the opportunities arise because you know, become familiar with each other and, and then it almost always works out badly. So I would, like I've moved to towns where I didn't know anybody. All I knew were my coworkers. So that was my social nexus. And then somebody, you know, there's some little flirtation stuff starts happening. And the next thing you know, you're having sex with the hostess or the, one of the servers or whoever it may be. And you think, oh, this is great. And then then things run their course and you that, that little romance breaks up. And then, but you still work together and it becomes really uncomfortable. And I've done it many times and I know better. I've still done it even after I knew better because I was lonely or whatever. Plus that alcohol always there to break down inhibitions. So yes, uh, try to avoid it as much as possible. It might seem like a good idea, but it almost always works out badly. So good luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
And, and I think we've known a couple of people who have met in restaurants and stuff like that that have gone on to fruitful and yes. and and lovely long term relationships. And it's not impossible. It's not impossible. But um, yeah, I don't imagine I everyone that I've ever been involved in or seen has never worked out well and it just makes for a tense and stressful work environment not right. only for if if it's me and the person in the relationship but for everybody around them i've been around right people. there's there's all this drama now like people will be all in your business and be like oh he's not talking to her anymore and she did this with so and so and so you have this kind of soap opera stuff going around all this fallout from uh from your lustful uh, uh urges and and uh I think like the best say, the best way is if there is a built-in like deadline. I remember this one woman uh, I messed with her and she we both we had two jobs. We both worked the same two jobs, two different restaurants. But I was moving to Seattle in like a month. So we we knew there was a timeline and we had a lot of fun and then I moved. But if I hadn't moved, if I would have stayed there, it it would have been become very unpleasant. Um, so I haven't had that luck of meeting somebody and having a successful relationship from the restaurant. It is, it is possible, but it's highly improbable that it's going to work out in your favor. So forewarned is foreskinned. <laughs> Thank you. It's John. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Oh, John.